0: Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel. Yes, we return once again for episode 106 of your favourite Formula 1 show. This week back, of course, previewing the Australian Grand Prix. And as always, I'm joined by a man who is single-handedly keeping the North Welsh economy alive (laughs) by his constant vacating to the area. Jamie183 is back once again. How how are we doing, my good friend? I'm good.
1: I'm uh, on the brink of once again going to North Wales in uh in tomorrow as we record this as you watch this I'll probably be there uh and as you watch next week's podcast I'll also be there because I'm gonna have to record from there but yeah we're here today um I've not actually moved venue in a while so it was a trend for a bit but now I'm staying put until next week but yeah looking forward to discussing Formula One <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. It's always a good time of the week, isn't it, to discuss some Formula One. But, of course, you know, as always, we've got we to gotta give a shout-out to the socials uh, down in the uh, description below. Of course, if you're watching here on YouTube, timestamps as well uh, will be linked. We've got a few different various talking points to go through today. Um, so, yeah, of course, skip to where you want to go. Uh, obviously, there'll be links, like we said, Spotify, uh, iTunes, um tiktok instagram all that good stuff twitter as well of course we're almost at 50 followers on twitter which now i've said it sounds a lot less impressive yeah a little (laughs) uh, slowly but surely um but jamie kick us off then this week with some big news coming in which when i first read it sorry i thought was big news uh, until i realized it was no news at all
1: yeah and it's basically uh yeah nothing really has happened but they've removed the porpoising measures from, that were put into place, obviously, last year with the whole change your effing car and all that kind of stuff that we saw in the Netflix. But um, yeah, they, they really don't make a difference because obviously the FIA put in proper rules to stop porpoising happening in the form of uh, like higher ride heights, basically, making the floor regs different, which means the porpoising wasn't an issue anyway. So now they've just removed the measuring, like the way to measure porpoising, basically, which really... Yeah, it doesn't make a difference at all. But it, it could have been, because it could have... If they hadn't put these new floor regs in place, it could have been a return to the beginning of 2022 with cars bouncing down the straights. Um, but thankfully not for the driver's spines and Toto Wolff's mental health. Um, and the cars will remain exactly the same.
0: Yeah, so basically, obviously, they, they haven't changed any of the rules. They're just no longer going to keep measuring it. So we we could theoretically see a little bit of trickery coming in From a couple of teams, but based on people much smarter than us, I've been saying that they don't think it'll make much difference whatsoever. It's just the FIA, of course. If they, if no teams getting anywhere close to it, uh, then it's like, for example, if they had a rule put in place that the cars have to weigh fifty kilos including driver. Of course, if no cars getting anywhere near there, there's no point really having that rule uh, anymore. But it doesn't obviously mean that the teams can bring the floors further down again. But it is interesting, you know, that we've kind of had that clarification and they're confident to make that call just two races in that the new rules have worked for 2023.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if it backfires. Uh, certainly. But nothing FA has ever done that's gone wrong before, I'm sure.
0: So. No, of course not. Of course not. Formula One <laughs> has always been flawless in every single running and iteration there. <laughs> um, one thing that could immediately, Jamie, go potentially wrong. Uh, Australia... Melbourne, Albert Park, four DRS zones is back for 2023. Of course, we test drove it last year. I think it was an FP1, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they decided no. But this year, it's becoming a real thing. And based on the data, Red Bull are going to dominate this weekend even more than normal because <laughs> of it.
1: Well, they've basically... Yeah, I think because of track design in recent years to try and make Overtaking better, all the new tracks, or all the track changes that we've seen to lights of Abu Dhabi, or Australia or all the new tracks like Saudi and Qatar and stuff they're all just really long straights with a bunch of really simple corners so Red Bull have been like right since most of the tracks are just straight lines let's make our car op on the straights and it seems to be working for them so yeah when we get to the likes of Monaco or where else is even cornery anymore Singapore. Singapore but even that's even that's quite cheap, isn't it
0: yeah, I was going to say Spain, but of course that's been changed. I mean, really, what we're saying here is Formula One is completely rigged for Red Bull, isn't it?
1: They're
0: literally <laughs> changing tracks to suit their car.
1: Yeah, first it was the rules, now it's. Just... <laughs> we'll uh, we'll avoid that one for today. But yeah, it it, I don't think, like to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if they revert back to three DRS zones again, like they did last year. Um, but yeah, four does seem a bit excessive. You might have well to go back to like twenty eleven, twenty twelve time where in qualifying you could just use it wherever um but yeah red bull the reason it favors red bull more is because they've kind of found a i don't know a loophole or a solution to drs which means that they uh they gain more relative to other teams with drs in their top end speed sort of reminiscent of the 2012 mercedes which got like a double drs thing um which made them just rapid on the straights with drs so yeah, it's probably well, gonna be another Red yeah. Bull whitewash, to be honest.
0: Well, it's been dubbed as triple DRS, what Red Bull effectively done with it. Um, because not only of course have they got DRS as standard, uh the rear wing then also they're the only top team that I think it's the rear wing spacer has to be a minimum of eighty mil, I wanna say it is. Every other team Mercedes Aston Martin Ferrari, it's so weird still saying Aston Martin <laughs> as a front runner. Um, But I think we've just got to accept reality. Um, Every other team is running way more than that. But Red Bull are right at that 80 minimum limit. And of course, there's still the belief, isn't there, that Red Bull have found a way uh, to squat the rear end, similar to how both Red Bull and Mercedes did in 2021, uh, that of course everyone thought was impossible to do with the new regs. But of course, our lord and (laughs) saviour, Adrian Newey, once again has struck down his hammer of dominance and just aero wizardry but that being said though of course we had the data come out from Saudi Arabia and as Jamie said you know this is going to play into Red Bull's hands their drag when the DRS is opened is reduced by 31% which is just mind-blowing to put Mm. that into perspective Aston Martin sit at 22 Mercedes sit at 26% and Ferrari at just 28% Red Bull have really just knocked this out of the park. Yeah,
1: yeah. So... Yeah, maybe F1 try and do something about it like... like I don't know, shorten or lessen the number of take so, their
0: rear wings shut yeah, permanently?
1: Ban Red Bull from using DRS? No. Um, yeah, it's it's tough times to uh, hope for a good season in terms of championship fight at least. Um, but we shall see. We're here to be surprised. We're only two races in out of 23. So... You never know, but we kind of do.
0: (laughs) We've got a fair idea, I think it's safe to say. But of course, yeah, it it looks like then, based on that data, uh, Aston Martin could get quite badly hurt if they keep the four uh, DRS zones in. Uh, Of course, that does also, Jamie. Obviously, we saw last uh, last weekend, yeah, Fernando Alonso taking his 100th podium in Formula 1. We did. Here's an interesting fact I found out for you this week. Did you know? Of course, the he joins five other drivers, doesn't he? On a um, so he's the sixth driver with a hundred podiums mm-hmm. now in Formula One. Kimi Raikkonen, Sebastian Vettel, Alan Prost, Schumacher, Hamilton. All five of those drivers, their hundred and first podium was a win. <laughs> is Alonso going to keep that streak alive? <laughs> that is
1: such an arbitrary stat. Was Kimi's really? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, his hundredth was Monza, and his next was USA, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is. I mean, it's written in the stars, really, isn't it? It's guaranteed to happen. Everyone's taking a hundred quid on Alonso winning uh,
0: next this weekend. Maybe El not clan. this weekend.
1: I reckon Monaco.
0: He's not. You reckon Monaco? no more podiums so he's until Monaco? No more podiums until he just smashes out of the park at Monaco. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, Porsche, in a bit more disappointing news though, uh, have officially confirmed they're not coming to Formula One. They've they've tried different avenues. Of course, we all heard about Red Bull. Uh, they tried with Williams and McLaren. And they've said they're no longer—it's no longer a priority. It's no longer a central point of focus. They're going to continue doing what they do, just generally in motorsport, obviously with their new GTP slash LMDH program, sports cars, all that good stuff. A bit disappointing, isn't it?
1: Uh, a little bit, but I think F1 will cope because I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think Porsche was ever trying to be its own team. Um, and obviously, we've no. seen Red Bull get in bed with Ford and Audi, obviously coming in as part of Sauber so there's uh yeah plenty of big manufacturers are interested in the sport still um it's a, it's a shame but it's it's not the end of the world as long as we do get the 11th team in Andretti which I really hope happens
0: <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't hold my breath no, about no, that I'm one sure. either um but it is quite interesting of course you know the fact that Porsche Audi and Ford well Ford was never really a big talking point until suddenly it was basically confirmed wasn't it yeah Um, just how differently all three of those teams have effectively come in of course Ford are basically just sponsoring Red Bull like any other sponsor pretty much and providing a small amount of technical insight Audi of course have gone in with the big spending and trying to gain control over a obviously smaller team in Sauber but Porsche kind of wanted to have their cake and eat it too didn't they yeah it felt like they weren't willing to provide enough to Formula One teams um but also just wanted to buy in and have control still
1: yeah it was a an f1 team's in notoriously difficult to negotiate with, um especially when it comes to selling themselves off, so it's not a massive surprise to me uh that they couldn't get a deal done with anyone.
0: No, and I mean, it's weird, isn't it, as well? Because, of course, you, you mentioned about how difficult Formula 1 teams are to be sold off. Depends on the Formula 1 team and when, of course. Some True. teams, you know, look, looks at Honda at the end of 2008. <laughs> yeah, £1. Pound. for a quid. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it, it was interesting reading a couple of articles about it. Because, of course, 2026 would have been the perfect time for Porsche, wouldn't it? Yeah. New power units and, obviously, new era regulations, as well. Effectively a clean slate for everyone with the new era. But of course, on the other hand, to that it's also the worst time for them to try and get involved because it's the first time in a long time that every Formula One team, if I'm let, uh, if I believe correctly, is currently profitable, which is mad.
1: Yeah, it's quite crazy, and the startup costs of an F1 team are ludicrous. So you'd be dropping especially hundreds.
0: with the 600 mil you've got to pay. Yeah,
1: you'd be spending probably over a billion, definitely hundreds of millions to Easily. even even begin Easily. a Formula One team. So yeah, it is a huge commitment. to try and become an own, your own entry. Um, and yeah, I don't think there's a new Concord agreement coming anytime soon. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not looking well. Porsche have obviously pulled out now, so that's a shame. But I think we'll we'll survive.
0: We will, we will. But it would have been nice to see some Porsche technology, of course, because they just have got such an illustrious Formula One past. Do you know, Jamie, the last team? that Porsche worked with in Formula 1. I didn't Is even know quickly? they had
1: worked with a team.
0: Yeah, they, they've had their own team before. They've done. They powered other teams before. Was it something you know the random like team? Van Wall? No. Ah. Well, it was random, but not Van Wall. Who was it? Footwork.
1: Oh, that wasn't actually far off. I've, I categorised... Oh well, you were quite far off. I categorised random names of teams that I don't know yeah. anymore in the same area.
0: I mean... Porsche-powered McLaren for a few years under TAG. Yeah, Jimmy I suppose. Back in the yeah. 80s. Fair enough. So they, they've certainly dipped in and out, of course, but they've only ever really had a Porsche Formula 1 team. Well, it was 1960, uh, where they, I think they re a different car, and then did 1961 and were like, we don't really care. Yeah. Uh, yeah they've never come back in a full capacity. Um, speaking of teams, though, that were successful back in the 1960s and haven't been since, that's a bit harsh <laughs> but still. Um, McLaren. It, that was a great it just segue. I love that. Weird and weirder, doesn't it? Yeah. James Key now leaving the organisation, and no one is taking his role.
1: Hmm. And they've kind of split it up into four. Is it four? Three or four people, isn't it? Taking on all the areas of responsibility that he was covering on his own. Um. He was obviously yeah. a key member of the team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta get that in there. I knew you and, would.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a very early mark of like like authority from um uh Andrea Stella he's the team principal right um yeah so quite quite mad and I, it, it does remind me a little bit of 2014 Ferrari when they just sacked Aldo Costa after like five races because the, t- the car was so trash
0: yeah. did you know that Ferrari was the only Formula 1 car to oversteer and understeer I've never seen that tweet time. in my life I, I'm so no, glad I you don't shared see that see every me. other week as well I, I think there genuinely should be a rule now if you post that clip on Twitter you should get banned
1: Yeah, come on Elon, sort us out um, Yeah, it's, it's a very major step to make and it makes me think that potentially the, the problems with the car are a little deeper than they first feared because they thought it was just a Bahrain thing, but then we got to Saudi and they're still trash. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Not, not looking good for McLaren fans right now.
0: I mean, it's their worst start to a season since 2017. Uh, obviously not scoring points in the first two Grand Prix's, which the fact that that's happened, what, th- at least three times, I think, in the last decade is yeah. not great yeah. for McLaren. Um, but of course, you know, they finished third in 2021, fourth in 2022, uh, Sorry, no, third in 2020, fourth in 2021, fifth in 2022. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just seen. I mean, it's difficult to start pointing the finger, Jamie. But do we have to wonder if Zach Brown is not the right man for the job?
1: Well, eventually, you keep making personnel changes and nothing happens. And you do look at the management. And, I mean, I like the guy. He certainly seems to have done a good job, certainly since taking over from Ron Dennis. Like, the trajectory was definitely upwards for a bit. Um, but it's, what, four years? Can not go much further dang No, exactly. It is, what, four years of regression now, basically. Uh, and it's looking, yeah, obviously, third, fourth, fifth. And at best, I think they'll be getting sixth this year. Because, um, obviously, you've got the big four. Plus, I reckon Alpine will get enough Alpine are looking fifth. consistent enough. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, at best, you're looking at fifth. If it stays at sixth, sorry. If it stays as it is now, you're looking at eighth or ninth, really. So...
0: Well, I mean, at the moment well, at you're even at tenth, yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, they're gonna keep changing people. You imagine for a bit longer before, um, before Zach Brown starts getting questions, but you never know. It's a, it's not quite as bad as football, but four one, the tempers are very short when it comes to.
0: I'd say it's not as bad as football unless you're Ferrari. Yeah, true. <laughs> Change every years. constantly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe it is time for look in the mirror a little bit for Jay, for not james key he's already gone for zach brown he's gone yeah <laughs>
0: he's not looking in the mirror
1: mate no he's looking at his <laughs> uh, check in the post of his department of his uh departure I, what are the words i forgot you, what they the, are you're not making I sentences know. there my friend What's, that is
0: awful his break clause that's um, the one <laughs> his, yes his break clause. break of contract yes. breach of contract yes we'll, we'll get there in the end <laughs> Um, Clearly, Jamie can't string together sentences anymore. It seems like Stefano Domenicali wants to stop anyone being able to string a race weekend together anymore. Uh, Apparently, Domenicali has come out on the record literally today. This is hot off the press until, of course, it's not hot hot off the press because this video will go live after we've (laughs) recorded it. Domenicali wants to get rid of free practice, Jamie, because it's boring for the fans. Yeah,
1: (laughs) this sounds like the same reason as people wanting to get rid of testing because it's boring. Or just don't watch it. It's not for the fans. It's
0: so simple.
1: <laughs> it's like if you, I don't know, if you wanted to, uh, if you were really into a TV show and someone just put a camera at the back of the filming studio while it was getting filmed and you just sat there watching it all day getting filmed, you'd maybe find it interesting for an hour and then it's boring after that because it's the same thing and it's repetitive and it's all the rubbish. That's but effectively what practice is for. It's a, it's not for it's a setup. yeah. It's a setup for the. It's race.
0: literally set up for the cars. <laughs>
1: and it's not for the fans. It's for the teams and the drivers. Like yeah, it just seems ludicrous to me. I, I that said, I did. I was a fan of when they shortened it from ninety minutes to one hour. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think not letting the teams be all like have all the knowledge basically is a good thing. But getting rid of it entirely just seems like you're asking for an absolute mess of setups and reliability. Um yeah so I don't I, mean, I don't I don't, don't think
0: it's that's the case though I think teams would just obviously have to put even more focus on simulator work um but I must admit I I do think Friday night qualifying works quite well of course when they've only had one free practice yeah. session that can be quite interesting but it just feels at the moment and I know we've spoken about this before in recent times that formula 1 is heading down the same slope that NASCAR did back in the early 2000s so, obviously, you, you won't be aware of much of this, Jamie. <laughs> but, so, basically, obviously, NASCAR in the late 80s... Sorry, late 90s on the turn of the millennium. Second biggest sport in America. It had absolutely blown up. The interest was everywhere. The drivers were household names, everything like that. And then 2003 came along. Matt Kenseth won the championship despite winning one race all year and led the points in the championship basically from start to finish. So, for 2004, Jamie, picture this for Formula 1. They brought in the chase. How does the chase work? Well, if we put it in Formula 1 terms, we do... Let's see. we get up to the end of Monza. And then, Jamie, after the Italian Grand Prix, of course, normally we head to Singapore. Only the top 10 can win the championship now. Okay. And their points are all reset they're now on equal points. So, for example, let's say you get to the Singapore Grand Prix. The Only, only the top 10 drivers can now win the championship, but they're all now on 500 points. Because <laughs> they've got to be far yeah. enough ahead that no one behind them can catch them up, effectively. Then, after the first three races, after Singapore, so let's say Singapore, Japan, and Kota. Let's try and basically use last yeah, year's yeah. calendar. The bottom four... Of those 10 are knocked out They can't win the championship It's a bit like a playoff almost
1: It's playoffs and it's awful It does sound terrible for a motorsport But to be fair uh, You won't know anything about this But the Scottish Football League and the Belgian Football League Do something similar So everyone plays each other twice And then only the top half Which is the top 6 in both those leagues Can then win the title And they play each other once more Maybe twice more uh, and all their points are halved as well at that point. So I guess it's not reset fully, but there's precedent. It it's not it's a pretty bad idea for F1, but I can see a little bit why they thought it might work. But obviously it
0: doesn't. But, so. No, exactly, exactly. Because of course, what you've ended up with NASCAR nowadays is I think normally now. The driver that would have won with a Formula One point system in the 20 years since then, so if like NASCAR had followed a Formula One style system in the last 20 years, two drivers that actually won the championship would still win the championship. That's crazy. Because it, ba- it basically <laughs> goes to the final race and then it's just a lottery yeah. between like the yeah. four drivers that are still eligible to win it. Um, yeah. I mean, the uh, the only other thing that I worry about as well is could we end up doing something similar to NASCAR with competition cautions? Uh, They just ran
1: safety cars, basically.
0: At lap 20, they bring out a safety car. But, that being said, literally, yesterday was the first NASCAR race in years where they haven't done that. Um, At Cota, which was apparently a very, very good race. I did see bits of it interesting uh, but it so, wouldn't surprise me if Formula 1 go down that route it is basically like a mini sprint race to f- decide the grid for the real race they do just without. They, a I think between. it's a quarter of the race another quarter of the race and then half the race so it's a little bit like sprint races
1: you race for a bit and then you race yeah. there and then you race for a bit it's yeah. kind of the same concept but not on yeah. different
0: days exactly it's all in one race yeah
1: Interesting. Well, I hope everyone doesn't go down there. I quite like it as it is, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so, Keep our free practice Sorry, was the point. Yeah, of that's that the route. point. We've uh, gone on a, if, a rabbit hole tangent, but uh, there we go. If you
0: don't want to watch it, you don't watch it. Plus, like they're saying, they're like, it's not great for the fans at the Grand Prix. But then they're also saying that they want to give fans more action. <laughs> what are you going to yeah. start doing? Just force Just get them, get them like, to, to go donuts. on go-karts or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. They're literally trying to satisfy two completely opposite (coughs) requirements. And they're not even requirements. Switch your TV off and do something with your life.
1: Yeah, go to work. That's what I'm usually doing on Friday midday. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, I'm normally eating food with my grandparents, to be fair, so I guess I can. Well, that's better than watching practice. It probably is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Jamie, we've rattled through quite a lot today. We've we've done very, very well. We've been concise. But now it's time for you to start rambling. It's time for the weekly quiz. (laughs)
1: I smashed it two weeks ago, so I'm looking forward to this
0: You did smash it two weeks ago So Jamie, today there are 1, 2, 3, 4 5, 6, 7, 8 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 14, 15, 16, 17 18 Drivers on your list (laughs) It's pretty simple And you are Now obviously for those of you that listen every week You'll know Jamie picks some horrible quizzes (laughs) For me I mean, you are going to tell me the driver that's finished last. No, oh, joking, that was
1: mine. England's, no,
0: it was yours uh, <laughs> this week, but we're not rolling with it. Pretty simple, Jamie. You. Oh, I need to get a timer up.
1: No, nah, don't. Tell me the question no, first.
0: You, <laughs> no, you're having a timer. You're getting 60 seconds. 18. There's it. no
1: way I'm doing all of these.
0: You're right. You get 90 seconds. I mean, you won't get it anyway. Okay, but still. Great. You get 90 seconds. <laughs> you, sir, are going to tell me. Every Australian driver that's ever raced in Formula One, the time starts now. Uh
1: Danny Rick, Mark Weber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Danny Yeah. Uh. Yep. John Watson. No, he was uh New Zealand. No, John Watson's British. Uh oh, half the corners have their names in North Melbourne. What Oh, this is a shambles. Oh, Bruce no, he's New Zealand as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, you keep thinking of the Kiwis.
1: Uh I'm panicking.
0: So far, you've got two. There's, there's world saving. champions. Um,
1: yeah. I'm absolutely flopping this completely.
0: Oh. You are horrendously. 55 <sighs> seconds, good sir. Okay, let's chill out. In fact, 55 seconds, one of the Australian Falling <coughs> world, world Champions made his debut in 1955.
1: Oh, great. Yeah, I'm going to get that. Um, Australians, Paul Stoddard.
0: <laughs> no, he never <laughs> raced. Uh, <laughs> this is atrocious. You've just got an obsession with Paul Stoddard. How far back is the it?
1: next one before Weber? Can I ask? Uh, nineteen
0: nineties. Oh, I have zero chance.
1: Um, <laughs> I I might just give up. I'm. I'm. My name's in the mud. This is awful. Uh,
0: twenty seconds. Denny Hume, John. Both still I know. Australian. I'm literally can't saying the same names. Their names. <laughs>
1: the thing is, there's this a lot of. Been awful. I know. I know. I've literally got the two <laughs> that everyone would get.
0: Five seconds.
1: Really? That's, that's a, appalling. I feel like I've never done it worse. You, quiz. you have done horrendously. Tell me some that oh, right, I'll know and I'll know.
0: So, you, just to confirm there, you gave us Mark Webber <laughs> and Daniel Ricciardo. Correct? Yes. But you forgot Oscar Piastri. Oh,
1: yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's always reassuring. <laughs> He's only been here for two races, too fair. And I haven't watched He's either race. He's just
0: started. Have you already forgot about him? Um, I mean, the, the ones you definitely should have got, Jamie, a, a young man by the name of Jack Brabham, three-time oh, yeah. Formula He's, One world yeah, champion.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you you can pretty much name all the Formula One world champions. Yeah, can't I completely forgot star. about them. You
1: may as well have just gone through them all. My head's not in the game today.
0: First champion for Williams as well. Can you remember him now?
1: Um, that's the one I was thinking of, John Watson, because he also won for Williams, didn't he? I can't. Didn't remember. win a title for him. I raced them. I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I Alan Jones. Oh, Alan Jones. They all just sound British. If you asked me, like, Japanese, I'd be able to get them.
0: Well, there's, like, four Japanese Formula One drivers ever. They've got <laughs> such a bizarre history of Formula One. I want to do a whole thing on We should. Like we should day. do a Japanese special. I've actually got a script written for a video I wanted to do about the history of Japanese drivers in Formula One, because it's it. mental.
1: Do it right now. Um, We can move on from that appalling quiz.
0: No, because I want to go through the others. I mean, most of the others you won't have heard of. Okay, so good. So you had Tony Gaze, no. first ever Australian, made three starts. Uh, Paul England oh, made well. one start. I definitely Ken Kavanagh made two. Frank Gardner made nine. Paul Hawkins with three. Uh, Tim Schenken, you probably have heard I of. Haven't to know, be I fair. haven't heard of him. If you not? Know, I've heard of him. <laughs> I know um, nothing about F one before like the nineties. <laughs> David Walker, uh, Vern Schupin,
1: These are just a bunch Larry of names. Perkins. You're just making them up.
0: Warwick Brown, Brian McGee. And then you had, I think these are both Brabham's sons or relatives, because you have Gary Brabham and David Brabham as well.
1: So if I said Brabham, I would have got more than I actually got.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you did not do well That was then. horrific. You it was a very well. tough category, but I should have got more than two.
0: Yeah, you should I mean, have got three. I should have got least. at least three. I mean, since it would be five. Since it would be five, <laughs> I think would have been fair there. Um. Anyway, Jamie, I think there's no other major news to go through, is there? Next you, you week, really next week I'm going to
1: ask you to name the finishing results from the 1954
0: US Grand Prix. It was indie, so it was probably someone bizarre. Exactly. Um, it was probably Jäger muck Cheeseburger. <laughs> um. Anyway, predictions for Australia. You're currently still seven four up on me, so I'm going first. Okay.
1: You're going to go boring, and I might just match you.
0: I really am. Yep. <laughs> Verstappen, Verstappen, Perez, uh, Leclerc.
1: Okay. Um, Verstappen, Verstappen.
0: Oh, you can't pick the same. <laughs> as I'm not going to pick
1: exactly the same. I'll go Verstappen, Verstappen. I'll go. Maybe I'll mix it up a bit. What were the DRS stats again? Ferrari.
0: Okay. I mean, we said that last weekend, Aston Martin yeah, still finished third.
1: I'll actually go Russell, second P
0: place. 2 for George, okay.
1: And then Alonso again. Why not? I'm gonna. So he's going to so complete he's gonna, mean, you, you completely, completely go against. against the podium until completely go against what I said earlier.
0: And, uh, You're contradicting yeah. yourself from half an hour ago.
1: Yeah, that's a record for me.
0: Fair play, fair play. So Verstappen, Verstappen, Perez Leclerc, Verstappen, Verstappen, uh, Russell, Alonso. For Mister One Eight Three, is there anything else we need to run through today, Jamie? Are you going to apologise to the listeners. I want to apologise to any Australians that? listening
1: uh, that I let you down. I let myself down. Uh, I let my country down. So yeah, it's a it's a bad time.
0: How did you let your country down? You're not Australian. <laughs> yeah, it was. I did. Didn't I say Alan Jones? You did not say Alan Jones. Who did I say? You didn't say anyone apart from Ricardo and Weber. No, I,
1: I swear kept, it's Alan Jones. I've just you kept at the list. saying
0: Denny Hulme, Jamie. Okay, I,
1: I want a VAR check Hume. on
0: this. Okay, after the show, <laughs> when, I, when we go into editing, I might give him an argument point <laughs> afterwards. But on that controversial ending I then,
1: I suppose. More controversial than Abu that, Dhabi 2021 is.
0: Well, yeah, maybe. Um, thank you all so much for watching. If you have enjoyed please do make sure you follow us leave a like, get yourself subscribed if you're here on YouTube and we will return next week with apparently more knowing wheel but after Jamie's display there, I'm not convinced.